Welcome, beautiful souls, to the Healing with Horses podcast. My name's Catherine. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Before we get into today's episode, I'm going to invite you to allow yourself to arrive and to orient yourself in your space to create some safety so that you can become present and really listen to this podcast and take what you need to take from it today. So feeling your feet flat on the ground, maybe you're sitting in a chair, feel your bum in the chair, have a look around you. What do you see? What do you hear? What can you smell? What can you feel? Really orienting yourself with your space. Is there something that pulls your attention toward it? Something that you like? Something that you dislike? Just noticing where you are and your space. And as we do this, it helps us to create some safety in our body to allow those parts that are a little nervous, a little stressed or anxious or worried to catch up as we create this safety. So today I want to talk to you about the healing journey and finding love and compassion for whatever arises. So as we know, there is so much shifting and a lot of deep wounds are coming up for everyone. It can be quite painful for some, and at the moment there's pretty much solar flares or some solar event every single day, which is causing chaos within the physical, mental and emotional bodies. But I also find it interesting to listen to what people are talking about and to listen to how we are in our bodies and how we show up for ourselves and how we heal. Because I see a theme where even as we're healing, we're actually shaming and judging and making wrong our stuff. And we want to get rid of, we want to clear out, we want to heal and and move on from whatever has happened to us. And a lot of the themes in the spiritual world or in anything when we look at healing is to let go of, to remove something that is in your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual body. And I find this so fascinating And for a while, I used to have that belief that I want to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it. But that is our conditioning, right? We are conditioned to get rid of what is uncomfortable. We are conditioned that our fear, our anger, our emotions are wrong and we shame and judge them. And so we push them away is what we have been taught. But really what we want to do with our stuff is to have love and compassion for it and to sit in a safe space and be co-regulated with it or to regulate our nervous system itself 
so that we can integrate that trauma or that wound in our bodies so that we can move forward. And it's not to say that we're getting rid of anything. We're actually pulling it in and giving it what it needed in that moment that we didn't have the tools and the skills to be able to give. We're not shaming and judging and making it wrong. We're showing up for ourselves, which is what we should have been taught as children and what the adults around us should have done for us, but they didn't know any difference. So let's not go judging and blaming them and making wrong. It just is, right? But when we start loving our pain and loving our wounds, our fear, our anger, our stuff, we can integrate it and take it, take things as we know such and such happened to me. And I know that I felt unworthy or I felt ashamed ashamed or I felt whatever it was. And we can then embody that and give that what it needs so that it becomes whole and complete. And so what I see from a healer perspective is we want to get rid of our stuff and healers hold this space where they're clearing things and da, 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 da from you. And getting rid of all these wounds and this stuff that has happened to you. But that's actually where the healing comes. And that is servicing the ego, not servicing the physical body where the trauma and the pain and the stress and the anxiety, etc., is actually sitting. So what I see as a healer is 90% of the attachments, the stuff that we actually have around us, we have pulled in. And usually it is our wounds, our stuff that we have projected outside of ourselves because it's easier to project our stuff externally than it is to get conscious with it and to acknowledge it and pull it in and love it right? That's really difficult. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill to be able to do that. And once you master it, it it then becomes easier to do. And it can be very, very, very rewarding. But it's much easier because it's the pattern we've all, all known to push it away and to create it into something. So I will ask people when they're doing a healing with me, what is it giving you? What is the payoff? Because there's always a payoff to having an attachment or something like that. And usually this has either been created by the individual or an energy or something has come along at the right time when someone has needed safety, when they've needed protection, when they've needed love, when they've needed energy, whatever it is. And they're giving them that in exchange for something else. And it's usually very unconscious that this happens, which is why we need to do healing so that we can clear anything that is not our energy. Because I do believe that there are entities and attachments and all that kind of stuff out there. But more importantly, we need to love what is and to bring in and integrate our stuff 
so that we can get to the root cause of what's going on and start to move forward in a peaceful, connected, conscious, compassionate way. And then we are able to hold that space for others as they navigate that as well. So I find it very fascinating the way that people talk about this healing journey and often it's getting rid of. And I, I'm a big believer that we need to receive and to, to have love and to, to have our needs met. So when we're healing and clearing and letting go of, we're not actually seeing and loving and acknowledging and meeting that whatever need. So when we pull it in, we, we meet the need, right? No matter how you pull it in. And there's so many ways that you can, you can do this and be held in a safe space. And when we have someone who is sitting in a loving, compassionate place with no judgment, when our stuff arises, it is so powerful for us to co-regulate together and to down-regulate the nervous system so that things can be integrated because oftentimes we are so in our stuff that our nervous system is absolutely pinging or we're, you know, we're in fight, flight, freeze that we struggle to down-regulate it ourselves. And I say to people, um, especially my students, as they're learning all of this, how to heal themselves and how to step into their authenticity and how to um, step into their gifts, is it can be as simple as coming back to your breath when you are helping another to co-regulate. So by breathing... We, we down-regulate our nervous system and we come back into the present moment and our brain begins to come back online. So when we are in a stressed or um, anxious or angry state, our brain goes offline, our corpus callosum detaches from the hemispheres of the brain and we, we don't become whole-brained anymore. So by breathing... And this is, um, if you are into it, have a look at Dr. Bruce Lipton's work. I learned this through Psych K. When you breathe and you start to connect um, back into your body again, then the corpus callosum attaches back to the, the hemispheres of the brain and you start to become whole-brained again and back in the present moment. So say, for example, you have a child who's angry um, and they're having a suppose a tantrum, if you focus on your breath, you can help to calm them down and it works instantaneously. Often we get caught in other people's emotions, especially when it's a big emotion that as a society we judge and make wrong, such as anger. So most people don't feel their anger. If someone is in a place of being angry, whether it's a work colleague, a partner, a child, it doesn't matter. If you have the ability and the consciousness to be able to breathe, you can bring that person back into their body by co-regulating them. 
And it is such a, a powerful tool. Instead of shaming, judging, blaming them, making them wrong for their feelings, we can help them to integrate it into their body and help to meet that need. And really the two fundamental needs of children are um, to be connected or, you know, safety to be held um, until, you know, they get to an age where they don't need to be that physical touch in order to be, to have their heart and their brain co-regulated. And um, they need authenticity to be seen, to be heard, to be acknowledged for who they truly are and accepted for who they truly are. And we still need that as adults. We need to be hugged and held. We need to heal together. Like there is amazing work people are doing going and healing on their own, but it is so important to heal with someone, especially someone who is regulated and who is um, really conscious and connected because it can be so powerful for you to tap in even deeper to your stuff and to integrate the trauma, the stress, the anxiety, the fear, whatever it may be, and to be able to move forward from it. So many people are like floating up out of their bodies And when we're able to co-regulate or when we're able to somatically integrate um, our pain and our wounds and our stuff, and, you know, most people think about this being the big T trauma. It's actually the little stuff that causes the most pain. It might be that, for example, another child looked at you differently or you were developing as a teenager and people started treating you differently. Um, They started talking about how you were developing and maybe for a boy, their voice, or for a girl, their physical body. And so that, that can create beliefs of unworthiness or I'm wrong because I'm changing or my body is wrong. Let's shame it. Let's make it make it um, disgusting or whatever, whatever the belief may be. So this can be the tiny stuff that creates the biggest impact. But when we're able to sit with it and to regulate it, the healing is just phenomenal and it can happen instantaneously and unfold in front of us. So I encourage you, if you are dealing with lots of healing stuff right now, to to find someone like myself to come and do spiritual healing or somatic healing or some form of deeply connected work, work where you're not letting go of, where you're not um, shaming, judging, making wrong you're actually loving and accepting and pulling this stuff inward. And we want to close out the chapter. And I guess this is where a lot of the confusion comes is that we create an identity around our trauma. And yes, we want to let go of that type of thing, but we can't really let go of the trauma itself. It's happened. It's the energy that's stuck in our body that we're integrating, right? So we want to 
let go of, and this is not literally, right? Let go of how we have been showing up and love that and have compassion for it and honor that because it got us to where we are and kept us safe. And now we want to start showing up a different way. I'm hoping this is making sense. And if it's not, please send me a message or contact me because I really want to create clarity for people because I see this a lot where people want to let go of parts of themselves, but we actually, it's the wrong terminology and people aren't quite understanding, especially if people, if facilitators, whether it's a healer, um, you know, a coach, a uh, and any form of instructor, whatever, whoever it is, if they are telling you to let go of something to move on from, then they're not really understanding the trauma of what's actually going on in the body. And I would encourage those people to look at somatic work, to look at research around trauma and how it sits in the body. And again, little T trauma, not the big T stuff, because we all know what big T trauma is. Um, And not everybody has that and that's perfectly okay. But we can let go of an old way of showing up in life. So for example, um, how can I put this in example, spirit guides? Um, I might have been focused on the material stuff and looking a certain way and acting a certain way so that unconsciously I could meet my needs. Now I'm going to let go of that way of having my hair a certain way and being paranoid about how it looks and you know, the clothes I'm wearing and the makeup and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to let go of that old way. And I'm going to go to the shops with my hair looking a little scraggly, no makeup on, you know, mismatched clothes and give something else a go. However, when I do the inner work and I get conscious with that part of me that needed to show up in a mask, AKA makeup, hair, looking a certain way, acting a certain way, speaking a certain way. I'm not going to let go of that. I'm going to love the heck out of it. And I'm going to have compassion for her. And I'm going to sit with her and feel the patterns that are showing up in the body and the energy that is showing up in the aura. And I'm going to bring her whatever she needs so that she can show up in a way that is completely authentic with her. When she is not trying to show up in a way to have her needs met externally and her needs are met internally by herself. Does that really make sense now? I'm hoping that's making sense for you all, but it's, I think we need to be careful the language that we use and the understanding of the language that we use with people because, um, as people are coming through and learning and growing, especially as facilitators, we really want to give people 
a good understanding of why they're doing certain things because in society we are we are taught to believe everything that someone with some form of authority has to say. And that's not necessarily the case. And with my students and my clients, I will often say to you, like, trust your intuition because energy never, ever, ever lies. It's the words and the actions that come out of people's mouths that are incongruent that we need to be concerned around. So someone, a guru may be sitting in front of you and saying and doing something completely different or something that doesn't feel congruent. You must listen to that gut feeling that says, "Mm, this isn't right, this isn't congruent and take what you need from them and then move on and listen to what your gut is telling you to do. You know, people, even myself, if people come to myself and they feel like it doesn't resonate, that is okay. And we are all learning and growing, right? So we need to also have these conversations around why, explaining to people how and why things happen and why we do things instead of just letting it go and judging it and making it wrong. We want to sit with compassion and it also shows maybe where that facilitator is within themselves. Are they sitting in a place of love and compassion? Are they walking their talk or are they talking something that they're not walking? So I find this healing journey very, very interesting and I encourage you to really to come and have a session with the horses and I, um, or to have a coaching or a healing session with myself and start coming back into your body because the more that you come into your body, your world will change around you. You will find that you will stop reacting and you'll start responding and you won't be triggered by certain things anymore. And you will find a lot more peace, a lot more silence, a lot more compassion and love for yourself and for others. And life will become so much easier. So trust your inner knowing, start coming back into your bodies. And this is the other thing before I wrap this up, is that in the spiritual world, we are taught that you want to go up out of your body and that you want to connect with these beings or your higher self or whatever it may be, but it's all, it's all up outside of your body, right? We actually want to be in our body. The more we are in our body, the more present we are, the more powerful we are. And especially when people get dissociative, they have to be really careful of doing anything that takes them further out of their body. So I recommend to people, unless you are completely in your body, you don't do any meditations that are not grounding meditations because it's only going to take you further out of your physical body. So you want to do grounding meditations every day. Everyone should be practicing grounding every single day. We should be earthing ourselves 
whether it's walking barefoot for eight hours a day or whether on the earth or whether you sleep on an earthing mat or whether you wear earth shoes so you're grounded or whether you walk with a staff so that you're constantly grounded. We want to be grounded because the more that we are in our body, the more that we are grounded, it means the more connected we are with the earth, with the trees, you know, the flora, the fauna, with the breeze, with everything. We become so connected and we are so powerful when we are so connected. Nothing stops us. So this is why the theme for 2023 was learning to slow down and to become like our grandparents again, grow our own food, connect with people, swap food or services or whatever it may be, slow down so that we can be in our bodies, we can be connected because we have been taken so far away from that. And that is where the healing and the gifts happen and you really step into who you truly are and nothing can stop you. So I hope you found this informative and be kind and gentle with yourself and love whatever comes up for you and sit in love and compassion. Compassion is super important. It can be really hard to get there, but the more we practice, the easier it becomes. If you have any questions, if you want more info on what I do, please reach out on the social medias at medicinehorseau or all the w's.medicinehorse.com.au and I will see you in the next podcast. Bye for now.